Hi, this is Barbara Bray. This is reflection number nine, empathy for you in uncertain times. We're living in an uncertain world, especially now during this pandemic. Just living during this crisis impacts how we handle what we do and how we react to stress. Stress is when you have multiple pressures that demand too much of you psychologically and physically. When you're stressed, you may believe that if you can just get everything under control, you'll feel better. Stress involves too much. Stress can be perceived as negative if we don't know how to react to that stress. There are signs that the stress you believe you cannot handle may be leading you toward burnout. And being burned out means feeling empty, without any motivation, and beyond caring about what happens to you. When you experience burnout, you often don't see any hope of positive change in your situations. Burnout means not enough or that you cannot cope anymore. So I have a table on my post called Stress Versus Burnout, and it was on page 116 in my book, Define Your Why. So I'm just going to read to you uh, the first column, which is stress too much, characterized by over-engagement, emotions are overreactive, produces urgency and hyperactivity, Loss of energy leads to anxiety, disorders, and primary damage is physical. So on the right column is burnout, not enough. Characterized by disengagement, emotions are blunted, produces helplessness and hopelessness. Loss of motivation, ideals, and hope, leads to detachment and depression, and primary damage is emotional. This is by Surveyev in 2019, and I have a link to his website, 16 Important Signs You're Heading for Burnout. I know, I've felt too much many days, and not enough more than I would like. I've heard this from teachers, parents, and students. COVID-19 is a worldwide crisis, and no one has ever dealt with a situation like this in over 100 years. Everyone in the whole world is living with uncertainty during this pandemic. Educators who are stressed or possibly burned out told me that they're not able to balance work and home especially when teaching remotely. Their own children may be learning remotely and then they feel responsible for their learning. Or they were asked to teach face-to-face without the proper safety procedures in place. Or they've been asked to teach a hybrid version. And that adds even more stress. Breathe. All of us need to pause and breathe. I read Brene Brown's book, 
daring greatly. How the courage to be vulnerable transforms the way we live, love, parent, and lead. And I've been following Brene Brown for years. What I've learned is that it takes courage to be the authentic you. This video that I include in the post is on empathy. And it helped me understand the difference between sympathy and empathy and what it means to care about others. Empathy is feeling with people. So when you go to the post, please watch the video. Empathy is about caring for others. But it also means caring for you. Educators and other professionals who serve others tend to not take care of themselves first. You know, it's not selfish to take care of you. But many of us went into education to be there for kids first. You know that old saying, we need to put our mask on first? Well, now we really do. Because of the demands of teaching remotely during this pandemic, educators can become easily overwhelmed and find that they cannot handle stress or even any issues in their own lives. This constant stress takes a toll on us. So, how are you now? I found myself not handling life as well as I used to during these last few months. I'm having having trouble reading or finishing a book I started. I'm not able to focus on tasks as I did before. I'm listening to other educators are telling me the same thing, but they don't feel comfortable sharing that they are feeling sad or scared or stressed. You know, that's really especially for teachers who, who are supposed to be strong and model strength. Several teachers told me that they felt shame for the way they were feeling. So I found this quote from Brene Brown. If we can share our story with someone who responds with empathy and understanding, shame can't survive. This is where I needed to pause. And I needed to think about why we as educators feel shame for not living up to what we think others expect of us or what we expect of ourselves. I don't know if you know it, but I'm a perfectionist. And you know, I think many educators are also. This is the time to let go of thinking we can do it all. No one can do it all especially now, we need to give ourselves a break. We don't want to move from being stressed to becoming burned out. And this can happen without us even realizing it. As someone who's connected online with friends, family, and educators around the world, I didn't realize I was burning out. One day, I stopped writing. I stopped calling anyone. I canceled events. I even took a break from Twitter. And if you know me, I'm always on Twitter. (laughs) I'm used to working remotely, but 
You know, it's been over six months now since I received real hugs and been in a room at a conference or together with my children. I didn't know how much longer I could do this. I reached out for help. I contacted my family, my husband, a therapist, and a few people I felt I could talk to. I shared my concerns and they listened. They were so kind. It helped me that I could talk to them about my feeling bad and for not being that perfect person I thought I was. I wasn't shamed by them for what I said or for taking a break from everything. I also heard that they were feeling, you know, the same way. I needed to reflect on what I was learning about me and my feelings. So I started writing in my journal again. I used to write every night and I had stopped long ago. I also used to write a note to add to my gratitude jar each morning. And it's been a long time since I've done that. There's something about writing what we're grateful for that does something for your soul. So I just wrote a note to put in the jar that said, I'm grateful that I can take breaks to learn more about me. Through all of this, I realized that my mind was full. I had been distracting myself on purpose by being busy so I didn't have to think about the pandemic. I was living to check off tasks on my to-do list. I was a human doing instead of a human being. <sighs> now that I was taking more breaks during the day, I was more mindful of becoming really present. <laughs> I even found that stressed spelled backwards is desserts. And you know, chocolate really helps some days. I now do breathing techniques throughout the day. When I focus on my breathing, I can feel alive and I can experience each moment as it unfolds. A few of the techniques I use are, are pretty easy. I sit in my chair, I put my hand on my belly I breathe in deeply to push my hand out and then breathe out, feeling my hand go in. I do this 10 times slowly. If I really need to calm down, I make sure all of my devices are off and I try to keep my mind from wandering. Then I do the same breathing activity either in the chair or I lie on the floor. If I'm even more stressed, I stop and blow on my thumb. Yep, that's what I said. I blow on my thumb. It works by cooling off my thumb and calming the pulse in it. I do this until I feel more relaxed as I feel the cool air on my thumb. I'm going to do it right now. 
It really is amazing. You see, here's another quote. If we practice mindfulness, we always have a place to be when we are afraid. That's from Thich Nhat Han. When I did the work to have empathy for me, that I realized that being right or thinking I had to be perfect was all in my head. That inside job was keeping me from taking care of me. I found out I can practice mindfulness even if there's a pandemic and we're living with uncertainty. Actually, this is the time to take breaks, breathe, reach out for help if you need it, and address tough situations through empathy, mindfulness, and gratitude. And breathe, breathe, and be safe. Thank you.